0: no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: your top three running backs for week 10 double digits of fantasy football christian mccaffrey at the jacksonville jaguars austin eckler against the detroit lions jonathan taylor at the New England Patriots, Hayden, it feels like we are at the start of the 2022 season all over again. <laughs> we are officially back. I, I put it on Twitter. I think
0: 0RB is officially canceled for this week. All like the top 15 guys are like either round one to round six type of players. Exceptions being like David Montgomery and Alvin Kamara. As for these three, these are the ones I feel the best with. Obviously, CMC, we don't even have to get into that. Uh, actually, Jackson was allowed the most receptions to running backs this year. So that's good news for Christian McCaffrey. Austin Eckler has been up and down. I respect the Lions defense, but at the same time with Josh Palmer also injured, they have to get him the ball. The surprise here obviously is Jonathan Taylor, but last week was a changing of the guard. 74% snaps, five targets, the only goal line opportunity, 16 expected half PPR points. And for whatever reason, Vegas loves the Colts. So that's been the big thing. Uh, They're projected for an above average amount of points. Again, we know that they play with pace. So all that stuff is helping Mr. Jonathan Taylor.
1: Consensus rankings has Jonathan Taylor at running back six. So again, you're going on a bit of a ledge here as running back three overall. New England has allowed seven rushing touchdowns to running backs this year. And they're also, you know, 24th in passing points allowed to running backs as well. Jonathan Taylor got his touchdown last week, I believe, in the passing game. Um, they've allowed just 3.57 yards per carry to backs this year. And 27.5% of the carries against them have gained five or more yards That's a league low across the league. However, again, they're also second in the NFL in rate of explosive runs allowed. Mm-hmm. But as you said, now we get Jalen Taylor, this offensive line. Zach Moss has now played just 39% and 21% of the snaps over the past two weeks. So I love, I love this top three ranking all over again. And just quickly with Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, I think this is worth monitoring. I think he's still being held out of practice. Yep. McCaffrey rushed for 3.6 yards per carry with just. 3.6% of his carries being explosive runs uh, with Trent Williams off the field. And when he has been on the field, he's Chris McCaffrey has been 5.0 yards per carry with an explosive rate of nearly 14. So it's a pretty significant difference in mm-hmm. with the best left tackle on the field or not. Imagine. Yep. I agree. Seems fair. Um, we talked about it. You mentioned it on Twitter. It's a pretty big like reset week with some of these backfields too. We, just discussed john and taylor and company uh so let's be on the lookout and be mindful of all that as we go along and i'm excited for it all right here we go we're gonna rank 40 running backs here today off the second tier running back four overall it's Brees hall at the las vegas raiders uh hall is second in the league hayden right now in yards after contact per carry at 3.57 yards
0: He's been very good when he has some daylight, but he's been a big play machine, but the consistency just hasn't been there because this is the jets. Good news. The Raiders defense, not very good against fantasy running backs they're fifth worse. They're allowing 118 rushing yards per game. So this month, since he's been unleashed, it's been about four games. He's the RB eight on RB 18 usage. I think that Brees Hall has a decent chance to get home against a pretty poor Raiders defense, but I do think there is a difference between the top guys and Brees Hall just because the offense environment.
1: Yeah, since Robert Sala got on the podium and said we have no more restrictions for Brees Hall, he's averaged 20 touches per Mm -hmm. game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pretty dang good. Um, The Raiders are also allowing 150 yards from scrimmage per game to running backs. Yeah, 31st in the NFL. Okay, Josh Jacobs up next. Same game. Opposite end against this New York Jets defense. Talk to me.
0: Last week, the Raiders have an interim head coach who wants to establish the run. That led the Raiders to having their highest neutral run rates of the season. Obviously, that's good news for Josh Jacobs. And even if this game does get into negative game script, I do think that Aiden O'Connell is the type of quarterback that will check down to him Uh, he's done that actually in the past before. So I think the Jets are a good defense. It's a battle between Brees Hall and Josh Jacobs. But I thought last week we went over on stats versus film. I thought Josh Jacobs looks like basically back. The the success hasn't been there for the entire course of the season, but I'm expecting him to finish strong here with a head coach that has the vibes back on track last week, 19.4 expected half PPR points that will get the job done.
1: We'll say it's not very fun to have, the two least explosive running backs statistically in the nfl be among your top five running backs this season but that has been it with austin eckler who's second to last and josh jacobs who is worse than league right now like i don't think austin eckler's had an explosive run since week one but obviously he scored two touchdowns last week and that can happen anytime and as you said i thought josh jacobs looked damn near his best uh and i'm so glad that we get that back in our lives okay Travis Etienne is the running back six for you. This is San Francisco 49ers. Fun running back matchups this week, Hayden. I mean, double up in the top six. Again, this 49ers defense. However, Etienne, at least 80% of the backfield touches in five straight games. He's
0: going to need all the workload that he can get because obviously we love the 49ers defense. They added Chase Young at the deadline as well. The Niners are only allowing 64 rushing yards per game they are also allowing the third highest neutral pass rate so offense is facing san francisco are choosing to pass the ball in neutral situations the, the jacksonville jaguars have been fairly balanced uh recently because etn's been so damn good he's been the rb6 in usage this month he's been super electric in all phases i don't think that, that there is a post by rookie bump for tank bigsby as well he just hasn't earned that so This is a bet on ETN in this balanced offense, paving the way against a very good and formidable
1: Niners defense. Yeah. And the yards per carry stuff have not been great for Travis ETN. He had a big reception a few weeks ago, but most importantly, what gets us the most fancy points are touchdowns. And he has scored seven touchdowns over his last four games before the bye week and multiple touchdowns in three of those, what four weeks. So, uh, Pretty good stuff for Travis Etienne so far. Yep. I would say Tony Pollard against the New York Giants this year, running back seven. Uh, last week, you mentioned it. Josh Jacobs had a huge blow up spot against the same Giants defense. Hayden, I know he has not scored since week one, but week one was against these same Giants. And Tony Pollard scored two tutties in that game. Are we all the way back? Can we be?
0: Um, We can hope. I'm hoping so with this ranking, you know, like 27 and a half points. They're favored to win by 16 and a half points whenever they are winning ball games. He's on the field quite a bit. So, I mean, could he find the end zone? I hope so.
1: I feel like the only way that this doesn't work is if we get another one of those super wonky Dallas Cowboys games, which, you know, we've had for six or seven weeks this season because they should win. They should win by a lot. But does that mean defensive touchdowns? Does that mean, you know, special teams touchdowns? Does that mean Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb or Jake Ferguson? I think at least one of those has to go to Tony Pollard or else this is like the most ridiculous shit run we've seen for a running back in a very long time.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't have any analysis. Everything's been right there for him. You can't make his layups.
1: The Giants defense has allowed six top 12 scoring running back weeks, uh, including, again, Tony Pollard back and in week one. That was with Leonard Williams. Yes. Yes. Okay. Joe Mixon is your running back eight. This is against the Houston Texans. Uh, he actually is the player who leads the NFL with 87% of the backfield touches on the season. Again, they are splitting it less than when they did last year with Samaje Ryan. And what we have also gotten from Joe Mixon is back-to-back weeks with rushing touchdowns.
0: He's averaging 19 expected points in his last four games, which is way up versus when Joe Burrow was not healthy. Right now, the Bengals are tied for first in projected points this week. So obviously, Mixon's not going to be a super efficient player all the time, but he is capable of scoring touchdowns, and we've seen that. And it's hard when you're a running back on a team projected for 28 points to not be an RB1, so it's time for Mixon to get back in the RB1 lives after a really slow start, justifiably so, because the entire offense was moving slow. So this is just a bet on the team total.
1: It's one of those where the Texans' defense has actually been very good on like a per-carry basis. Uh, they're second in the league with that, but they also have allowed seven rushing touchdowns this season. Aaron Jones, all the way up as you're running back nine. Uh, I mean we discussed it a lot in SAS film about Josh Jacobs returning to prominence. Thanks to uh, getting all the touches. We've talked about that with Jonathan Taylor at the exact same time. And Aaron Jones is in the exact same boat. Uh, first time last week that Aaron Jones had double digit rushing attempts in a single game this season.
0: Right. And over the last month of the season, the Packers are now number one in running back usage. There was a committee previously with AJ Dillon, but this last week, Aaron Jones recaptured the goal line role. And that to me has been the difference between Aaron Jones being a low end RB one and basically a flex option. The last couple of years when AJ Dylan was kind of mixing it at the goal line, AJ Dylan is not a focal point of the offense. They don't trust Jordan love. They don't trust these inexperienced skill players. The guy that they do trust is Aaron Jones. So he should get the rock a ton in this situation. So I think he had like 20 expected fantasy points last week which is the highest it's been in a very long time. I don't trust the Packers. Like for example, they're only projected for 18 points. The sealers added cam Hayward back. That's a defensive tackle. So things could get sideways with that. But even if it does go sideways, the ball is going to Aaron Jones, no matter what.
1: Yeah. Again, we mentioned it on Tuesday's show that there's very little trust that you can attribute to almost any skill position player on this team other than Aaron Jones. Uh, I know the ball did hit the turf last week, but you guys know what I mean. Um, I do think the splits with the Steelers defense are a bit unfair to them in terms of, you know, allowing 142 yards from scrimmage to opposing backfields at 29th in the league. They've allowed 15 rushing points per game to opposing backs. That is 25th in the league because Cam Hayward is coming back and he was back the last game. He's back in this one. And certainly like the seven weeks in between that and week one, um, they regressed heavily yep. in that department. Okay, last name in this tier and you're running back 10 is actually Kenneth Walker. Talk to me because what we have seen from Kenneth Walker in the last two games, 9 and 10 touches, and that typically doesn't equal the running back 10 heading into a week.
0: No, but they've also been getting blown out in those contests and he needs positive game scripts. They open up right now as 6.5 point favorites against a Commanders team that just traded away their two quality edge rushers. Don't think that It's a bad matchup for Kenneth Walker. He is the RB16 in usage this past month because Zach Charbonnet is getting involved. But Seattle, it's been really bad this season. The red zone stuff has been really bad as well. But they're now projected for the fourth most points on the week. So somebody's scoring touchdowns. It hasn't been going through the air for this offense. So Kenneth Walker has been that guy. And even with Charbonnet playing the passing situations, I still would be surprised if he ate into Kenneth Walker's goal line touches. So in half PPR, we're playing for touchdowns, and Kenneth Walker's got a good touchdown projection.
1: We saw Ramondre Stevenson hit a huge play against the same commander's True. defense last week. Saquon Barkley, I think, what, the week before that, was also a top-10 running back score against this commander's defense. Kenneth Walker still leads the NFL with 20 touches in goal-to-go situations. Uh, they've only had one, I think, carry, one play, inside of the five yard line over the past two games. And Kenneth Walker was on the field for that. Mm. So hopefully he retains that spot and can hit one of those big plays on top of it. That's for sure. Okay. Tier three, you're running back 11. We welcome our King back into our lives. David Montgomery at the Los Angeles chargers where we left off in week four Hayden in this backfield was intact. Dave Montgomery had 74% of the backfield touches. Jameer Gibbs, 26%. Of the backfield touches, how closer, much closer do you think that that split is going to be now?
0: I think they'll both be in this kind of eleven to fourteen point range for me, and it just depends on the matchups. I think that Montgomery has a decent matchup. I actually think both of them do because the Chargers uh, are not a very good defense. We've seen that multiple times. They've been a little bit better against the run they've only allowed 3.6 yards per carry but they've allowed the second most receptions per game. Yep. So why do I have Montgomery over Gibbs? I still think he's going to be the goal line back. So in half PPR rankings, I still want him. I still think that he's going to be the more trusted player in pass protection. I do think that he's going to establish the run in the middle. I think the Lions uh neutral pass rate will come down. Both of these guys will get touches between the 20s, but inside the 5 yard line, it will go to David Montgomery and this Lions team is projected for 25 and a half points. That's the fifth highest on the week. So I do think both of them can get home similar to what we've seen for the last uh, 12 months in this exact offense. So uh, I think in full PPR, you can make this a little bit tighter, but I w- I would expect just three to five more touches than we saw earlier the season going to Gibbs. But I don't think that the way that they're going to use them is going to be that drastic either.
1: Yeah, and Jameer Gibbs is running back 13. So to sandwich in between them, it is Alvin Kamara, as you're running back 12 um, Hayden consensus rankings. Did you check where they have him? I know it's high running back four overall, right? Do you think that the public just has not adjusted to what we have seen just this past week, even a little bit before that, where his touches have gone down? And actually, Dennis Allen has spoken openly about wanting to diminish Alvin Kamara's touches on top of that.
0: So that's what I noticed as well. Like, for example, last week, Jamal Williams was getting plenty of run early on. Kendrick Miller got hurt, but he was also in the mix a little bit. Obviously, Kamara is still going to be a factor in the pass game, totally. two-minute drill, goal line. But Taysom Hill is also mixing in there a ton. And I think the big reason why I have him lower is this quote from Dennis Allen where he said, I think in a perfect world, these snaps are going to get evened out a little bit. 17-game season, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Alvin still a huge part of what we do offensively and is going to be a major part, but with a lot of these positions, the ability to have a little bit of a rotation where guys can spell other guys. I think that's important. So I don't want to lose sight that this team does still like Jamal Williams. They gave him a lot of money. And last week, Alvin Kamara's expected points went down to 11. It was above 20 for like five games in a row. So uh, that's worrisome. And the last little thing, the Vikings defense, a lot of pressure at the line of scrimmage, uh offenses are choosing to pass the ball at the six highest rate neutral situations but the ball never goes to running backs they're actually the fourth fewest running back receptions allowed because you gotta sit there and pass protect you're not running out on the route there's six or seven guys threatening your quarterback you don't get a run out the route you gotta sit there and pass protection so all that stuff is working against alvin kamara a little bit
1: and the running back charts that you just showed for the saints doesn't even include Taysom hill carries right uh, as we have seen over the last few weeks on top of that okay before we move any further You've made it 16 minutes into this video. Hopefully you're subscribed by now. We have running back rankings, quarterbacks and tight ends tomorrow, wide receivers on Friday. We have our sit sit start show on Sunday mornings on top of that to set your perfect lineups. And then you all know the great content that we have Sunday night, Tuesday, and scheme midweek as well. So hit that subscribe button. We're on the way to 100,000 subscribers. The only way we get there is if you hammer it. Derek Henry, you're running back 14. At the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, 102 yards on 20 touches this past Thursday against that same Pittsburgh Steelers defense. He now has 100 total yards in three straight games mm-hmm. and four of his past five games. However, it doesn't really feel like it when you're watching this Titans team because his 8% explosive rush rate is the lowest of his career. So we haven't gotten one of those vintage long touchdown runs from Derek Henry in quite some time.
0: Yeah, I remember like the one like a 25-yard line touchdown, which was pretty sick by him. But for the most part, just been consistent rushing with him, which is honestly a credit to him for still being able to do that behind this offensive line. With Will Levis, the neutral pass rate has been lower. They're running the ball a little bit more than they were. That's going to be interesting to see because the Bucs are a pass funnel. They've allowed the second fewest points to running backs. Running backs are only averaging 3.8 yards per carry, and they haven't even scored a single rushing touchdown this year, and teams are choosing to pass against them at the second highest rate. So Derek Henry is going to have to work against what most offenses do against Tampa Bay, and I think there's a reason why they do that. The secondary is kind of mid. The, yeah. They have some dudes up front, but this is a game that will be one in the trenches, and I think the Titans have at least earned some of that back uh, with their recent performances.
1: Running back 15. Saquon Barkley, the entire Giants offense or attempted to be uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Last five games, Hayden, Saquon Barkley, according to Rich Rebar, has 133 of 153 of the backfield touches. Uh, That is equaled because of ludicrous volume. Mm -hmm. Three straight games of over 100 yards. However, against this Dallas Cowboys defense, only one running back has reached 70 yards rushing against the Cowboys. So it makes you wonder. How many touches will Saquon Barkley get in this game and how many will it take to reach and surpass that 70 yard rushing mark?
0: There'll probably be like 25 touches for 100 yards and his touchdown odds are low. Do you know what the team total is for the Giants? I'm going to guess like 11 and a half. It's 11. Wow. 11. Wow. I mean, that's the lowest I've ever seen it. Yeah. I mean, that is that's <laughs> that's something. So it's shocking. For a running back that I think is as good as Saquon getting that much volume to not be a top 12 guy, let alone like I have him, what, 15th right now, but they're projected for 11 points. And like at some point, if I'm Saquon, I'm like, enough already. You don't give me a long term contract. We are two and seven. We don't have our – we're on a third-string quarterback. We're missing offensive tackles, and you're just going to give me 30 touches so I can walk into free, free agency on crutches? Like, I would be super pissed while coming back from a sprained ankle. Like, yeah. who has it worse than Saquon Barkley right now when it comes to just long-term value? My God. Yeah,
1: the only opposite end of that is, like, what else do you expect Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball to do because they've right. got nothing else, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, you gave him an extra 500 grand to make him feel a bit happier about himself – uh, when you wanted a long-term deal. And then now you're just going to run him to the dirt Because okay. you have to. Like this is this is what it's and come to.
0: And I think that some of the the franchise tag incentives were like based off of last year's performance. And it's probably not even achievable because he's missed
1: five games already or whatever it was. Right.
0: Man. Man. It's tough.
1: Okay. Rondre Stevenson versus the Indianapolis Colts as your running back 16. Um, this surprised me. Uh, he has not had more than 10 carries in a game since week four. But now what we have seen is 51 and 42 receiving yards in the last two games after 47 total receiving yards from weeks two through six. We outlined it in stats versus film this week. The explosion has been back, I believe, in the last two weeks. Um, And that's really exciting. And he should really be the focal point of this offense moving forward.
0: Definitely should. Six targets last week. I don't think that's a coincidence with. Kendrick Bourne out and remember last year the Patriots were awful on offense they're better this year than they were last year in my opinion and Ramondre Stevenson was still an RB1 because targets and explosive plays so I'm hoping that they can start phasing out Zeke get Ramondre Stevenson the rock now he should be fully healthy after kind of being on the injury report for for a number of reasons early on the season and the Colts have allowed the fourth most fantasy points two running backs on top of that. So I've seen the explosiveness. I've seen the targets. I've seen him do this before, and I'm with you. They have no other options in this offense, like Hunter Henry, I guess, Pop Douglas, if you have to. But for me, at least, just get Ramondre Stevenson going.
1: Only comment, DeForest Buckner is playing at a elite level. Right, He now. was batting balls <laughs> left and right against the uh, yeah, Carolina quarterback. He even rushing the passer. And- oh, yeah. Slicing gaps and beating double teams, all of it. It was nuts. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push back on your running back 17 ranking. It's Bijan Robinson. So okay. we got Arthur Smith again having like this time a four to five-minute explanation of like why Bijan Robinson isn't getting the rock inside of the 20-yard line. And another negative is despite his pass-catching prowess and the reason why this team drafted him. And if you combine week seven, eight, nine, he has literally two catches for eight yards. Mm-hmm. But man, this is the massive get right spot against the Arizona Cardinals. Hayden, 138 yards from scrimmage per game they've allowed and 13 touchdowns to running backs this season. I am declaring it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Bijan Robinson week.
0: I, I think it's Tyler Algier week. I saw those 13 total touchdowns. I was like, wow, Algier's a flex play this week. I mean, it's eight to one inside the five yard line. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I hear you. Like, I still have him ranked way ahead of where he's been finishing. He's been there RB25 on RB25 usage this month. I have him as my running back 17. So, I. <laughs> I think I'm being very nice to John Robinson granted with all the, all the stuff going on. I listened to that Arthur Smith quote. It was actually I know everybody wants to dunk on him. It was yeah. like a, actually a very good totally. answer to it and he, he, he really gave
1: explanations and examples yes. of like hey on this it was, you know, a run pass option, it was yep. zone read, it was a dump it was a speed out to right Drake London I, the the dunking on to me should be okay you draft skill position players in the top 10 to make them focal points of your offense. And you've done this three times with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and now Bijan Robinson. And instead, there are focal points of this offense being Jonu Smith and Tyler Algier in certain situations.
0: Right. I think Algier has been the better rusher in short yarded situations. And I went back and I watched all of the Falcons' bad plays inside the 10-yard line there was about five penalties, which is the most in the NFL in that area. That ends drives. There's been a couple sacks. Desmond Ritter has underthrown multiple passes. Multiple passes. Clean looks to Drake London wide open. Uh, or not, I should say wide open. One-on-one isolated matchups completely underthrown them. There's been a couple dumb plays. Like the Johnny Smith tight end, end around is a dumb play. But other teams are using that as well. I'm not like backing him uh, necessarily. The, the offensive line has not been as Even good.
1: close to what it was last year.
0: Right. But... Bijan is smaller than Algier. Algier was really good in short yardage last season, and that's not that big of a surprise to me. Obviously, the Johnny Smith screens is annoying. I think that I would I would try to get Kyle Pitts going underneath a little bit more than what Arthur Smith's doing. But he said, like, we're, we have a 50% touchdown rate inside the red zone. That's about league average. And a couple of them, we kicked field goals to win games. And that's if you remove those, we're even higher than that. So we can dunk on his, like, approach with the media and stuff. I think that's justified. Yeah. But...
1: But I I also think it is slightly justified too. Like, to me, the um, definition of an offensive coordinator is to get the ball to your best player's hands. And I think in almost three years now, we can definitively say, like, Arthur Smith has not built an offense to get the football in his best player's hands. Some of that is the quarterback stuff, but that he I think that's what it is. But he has also attached himself to these quarterbacks for sure, you know? So, um, and maybe this is just stupid and you can tell me if it is stupid, but do you think that public pressure means anything here? Because this is now the second straight day that we have gotten monologues from Arthur Smith of being like, hey, why aren't you giving goal scoring opportunities to Bijan John Robinson? To me, it is only natural for a person to then respond to that by giving goal scoring opportunities to Bijan right. Robinson.
0: It's possible. Bijan can score touchdowns from outside the five yard line in that he said, we are going to do what's good for
1: us. And he thinks that Tyler Algier is better in that situation. So I don't know. And to that point, if Bijan isn't catching passes and if he's not scoring touchdowns in goal line situations, then that doesn't equal fantasy production. Right.
0: And also Bijan did fumble
1: last game too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Fun conversation. Running back 18. Rashad white against the Tennessee Titans. We talked about in stats versus film. I mean, from mm-hmm. a pure Rashad White angle, this is, was his best game. And actually, the past three have been quite good, 99, 109, and 119 yards. So if you continue that path, we might get 129 yards from Rashad White this week.
0: That's analytics right there, Josh. Um, Rashad White, is, this is obviously way lower than where he's been producing and usage-wise this last month. But the Titans, obviously, more of a pass funnel. They've only allowed 2.9 receptions per game, which is the second fewest. Um, and I think that's just because the volume just entirely for the games just kind of go out the window. So we'll see. Some of those games, Rashad, White we're just catching passes like in complete garbage time, two-minute drill situations. I'm not sure if we should completely accept that. Rashad white though is a decent pass catching option and he still is getting the goal line work. So it just depends on like how well we think the bucks offense is going to go, but they're projected for like only like 18 uh, it's like 19 points this week, which is below average. So I think it's justified given the matchup as well.
1: It's a bit of a two phase defense in terms of the running game too. I mean, in the first four games we highlighted it constantly. They were allowing just 3.1 yards per carry um then the last four games that's been up to 5.1 yards per carry so that went fourth in the nfl to 30th in the nfl so maybe they're this bucks team is hitting them at the right time again with better run blocking on top of it and that's more explosive carries because there were still plenty of gains that went for negative two negative one one two yards mm-hmm. so on and so forth back in our lives also a personal favorite of the channel for like since our inception james connor
0: mm-hmm.
1: as running back 19 uh this is on the opposite end of that Atlanta Falcons game and uh, a Falcons defense that will not have Grady Jarrett on. That is a big deal to me. He's been the centerpiece on that defensive line.
0: James Connor returned to practice. Where he was limited. I need to see full practices before I actually keep him as my running back 19. This is assuming that he is ready to go, but it was interesting when they asked uh, Gannon about James Conner. Like the first thing he said is he's our team captain. Like he's our foundation. And, when he was actually healthy in the first three games of the season, remember James Conner had 15 to half PPR points on 13.6 expected happy ever points. That is better than this ranking is. And that was with Josh Dobbs, not Kyler Murray. The Correct. team total is up right now. It's over 20 points, which I think is the highest the Cardinals have been this entire year. And like 20 you said, points? Just, yeah. So Wow. Good we're,
1: for we're, Arizona.
0: We're we're back in the mix a little bit. So that's why I wanted to have a super aggressive ranking here. But we need to check some boxes. I would like to see some full practices. I would like to see a couple more quotes. I'd like to see a Schefter bomb going into Saturday night. But if things are rocking and rolling, I think this team's trying to win. And what that means is James Conner getting 20 touches in his belly.
1: Yeah, he's at running back 49 in consensus rankings. But that's just because people haven't adjusted for him mm-hmm. to be in the lineup right now. I mean, I'm with you. The last time we saw him, he owned 76% of the backfield touches. And whenever we have seen James Conner as the lead ball carrier in the team, even dating back to when it was supposed to be him and Chase Edmonds competing and then Chase Edmonds the was down with an injury, the good old days uh, when we had a yellow background, let us know in the comments if you were mm-hmm. around for those days. Um, he was dominant, man. He owned everything. He was an excellent pass catcher. Like, I'm 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 ready for maybe James Conner to be one of those players in the final eight weeks of the season that changes the landscape for you to be a winner or a loser in your fantasy league.
0: Flag stamp right now.
1: Trade Flag form. stamp.
0: Flag stamp, whatever. I'm making up <laughs> phrases
1: over here. I do that all the time. I'm so stupid. <laughs> no, you're I mean, I get it. You're thinking about two things, and then you like Put chop the middle in half and then bring them both I do together. That, <laughs> I do that multiple times an episode.
0: Uh, But trade for James Conner. I'm with you. Every single season, he ends the year averaging 20 half PPR points. Totally. And we like this coaching staff (laughs) versus the other one.
1: Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in room service, bathrobes and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. And you realize that. The library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk free with a 30 day money back guarantee and get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals slash underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right. Three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Oh <laughs> okay. Tier four, running back 20, Najee Harris, aggressive ranking. I like it. Najee Harris, 18 touches into 79 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that still was eclipsed by you know Jalen Warren on 14 touches, getting 113 yards. Mm-hmm. But still, this is an uh, interesting ranking to, to me.
0: Just don't tell anybody, but Najee kind of looks good yeah. right now. You know, that's just the reality of it. The offense is a little bit healthier at this point. He is the RB 18 this month. The usage is there, like you said. I think both of these guys could coexist right now in game script. I think leans Najee's way this time around. So uh, I'm okay with the Packers run defense. It has been completely anemic teams facing green Bay have chosen to run the ball at the highest rate that you can possibly imagine. Like 40, like they they run the ball at like 60% of their plays against the Packers, which is absurd. And I think that this will be a Najee Harris game script. And quite frankly. He looks a little bit more explosive this year.
1: He does. I mean, it was either 15-yard runs or 10-plus-yard runs. He has more than Tony Pollard this season, which, again, (laughs) yeah. Um, And in goal-to-go situations, we love touchdowns. Najee Harris has eight touches compared to one for Jalen Mm -hmm. Moore this season. Okay. Javante Williams coming out of a bye is your running back 21. Uh, It was a long time ago. A long time ago, back in week eight. He had 30 touches in that game, Hayden. He did. Those were
0: also, the last two games, those were wins. In losses, he only averages nine expected half-peer points, and I'm not sure if I'm going to say that the Broncos are going to go into Buffalo and win this game. So I don't think the Buffalo defense is actually very good right now. They've lost too many players, like Matt Milano's huge, obviously Tredavious White. They're trying to figure it out in the secondary. They're trying to figure it out at linebacker. They will try to establish the run with Javante Williams. Will they be able to contain... The Bills' offense on the other side, I think that's asking a little bit too much. So he's kind of like like the early season Brian Robinson. You know how like if they're winning, he's an RB one. If they're losing, he's an RB three. It's not that extreme with Javante Williams because Sean Payton really wants to stick with the run, and I'm not sure if Eric Bieniemy like truly wanted to do that. But I do think that there is win loss splits that we have to. Uh, Keep in our mind with Javante Williams.
1: I am loaded in one dynasty league uh, with just a bunch of industry people at running back um, with like Tony Pollard and even Brian Robinson and some other names, too. And I dealt Javante Williams away, picked up Terry McLaurin and Jaleel McLaughlin on the end of it, um, because I actually have like no one at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so, so that my was iPad. my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those like, Hey, they're going to be ranked in similar areas at mm-hmm. their same position. And I just needed more at the wide receiver spot. Plus I got my guy Chileal, you know, <laughs> that was I won't great say beat. to your point with Buffalo and again, retrieve our worksheet, it is now free this week. So there's never a better time than now to go and check out the worksheet over at sharp football. He says over the past three weeks, no running back has reached 40 yards on the ground against this Buffalo bills team. So while linebacker is a question. Obviously, corner has been injured frequently for this team. Um, the Bills have done quite quite a good job stuffing the run. Are you checking if that's true or not?
0: No, I'm just seeing it like who they face. They face the the Bengals, Bucks, and and Patriots. Pretty good. I mean, those teams don't run the ball, but I, I hear you. I hear you. If,
1: if Rich writes in the worksheet, no, I'm going to no. take his gospel. No,
0: I, trust me. I love Reeves. I was I was not uh, even looking to
1: see if that. Ooh, was I can fake see your news. screen just a little bit down there. You were checking something.
0: No, I was seeing the schedule to see who they <laughs> faced to see why that was the case, because I don't think Matt Milano or I think Matt Milano is a, a
1: dude. He is. No, he is. To me, that might be more spine of the defense in the passing game versus mm-hmm. obviously stuffing the run at times. Yeah. But who knows? I hear you. Chuba Hubbard, you're running back 22. This is at the Chicago Bears, and this game is on Thursday night.
0: So. They're trying to get Chuba going. I think it's too like on a short week. I'm not sure if they're going to go back to Miles Sanders. I thought Miles Sanders looked all right. But if it was Chuba Hubbard, again, he has been a rock solid RB2 uh, in the usage, the Bears defense, not very good. And in fact, Chuba Hubbard, kind of a pass catching option in this offense, the Bears have allowed 152 more receiving yards to running backs than the second worst defense. So it's just been receptions, receptions, and receptions. But So
1: I mean, you want thir- Bryce trying to check it down to Juba Hubbard is what you're saying this week?
0: For for fantasy purposes, <laughs> sure. If they want to win the game, uh, no, I don't. But I will say, this Thursday night football game is ridiculous. Bears versus Panthers is out of control. The Panthers are projected for 17 points against a team that does not even want to win.
1: Our um, Michaels uh, might have just a nap or play some <laughs> bingo during it. Yeah. Um yeah. Well th- this will be I mean Carolina and Chicago are tied for last in the league in allowing opponents to convert 75% of their red zone possessions for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So basically we just need both these teams to reach the red zone and maybe they can finally put up some touchdowns. Because they're <laughs> both their that. opponents and both the defenses suck at stopping their their teams. So don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Gus Edwards is running back 23. Yes. Against this Cleveland Browns defense. Um Man, Keaton Mitchell Hive, congratulations to you. You have dominated any fantasy football talk this week, and I understand it. We outlined in Stats versus Film, explosive player, hand on the back of his running backs, picking out lanes, great contact balance. But Hayden, what we have seen over the last three weeks for Gus Edwards is like 17, 19, 21 fantasy points, and people just want him to be sent into the never realm. I I think Gus Edwards is still the man. Weaves, I need you to put into the
0: clip Gus Edwards 42-yard carry after this, just so the people understand what Gus has been doing. That said, it has just been absolutely elite game scripts for Gus Bus recently, and I don't think that we should expect the Ravens to be dropping 35-plus points on everybody, have those type of game scripts, and also have drives where you have carries at the two-yard line over and over and over again. So I am adjusting this. He's been the RB20 in usage this month with all the positive game scripts. Obviously, Browns versus Ravens, we're talking about the two best defenses in the league. This game could be over very quickly as well. So this is not because Keeton Mitchell is gonna necessarily be mixing in more. I think Mitchell's more of a threat against Justice Hill, but I don't want to be copy pasting statistics over the last couple weeks because those were perfect game environments for Gus Bus to convert touchdowns.
1: This one is not that. These two teams did play in the first of October. Ravens won that game. 28 to three, um, rushing the football. Gus Edwards got 15 carries in that game just for 48 yards. Um, but if you remember, I know Lamar Jackson only attempted 18 passes in that game, but he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were moments where he just froze the defense, and we'll talk about maybe in the quarterback one. I'll save it for that. Okay. But, um, I'm, I, I still think the Ravens are in a not a, a great spot, obviously, because we've seen better ones, but, um, I know a couple of weeks ago, their offense did get halted and stuttered just a little bit. But, man, I just think people hate pure touchdown scores. And it's tough for them to, like, think, oh, now it's time for regression, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's the case. But we've seen it the last couple of years. There's one dude every single year that purely scores touchdowns. And I feel like this year it's has got worse. <laughs>
0: It helps when you're on the best team. That's what I mean.
1: You You know, know? it's not like we're in the worst team. Like the Lions scored a bunch of points last year and Jamal Williams was scoring a lot of them. Gus Edwards, the Ravens are scoring a bunch of points and Gus Edwards is scoring a lot of them.
0: I am a little bit – there's a difference between Jared Goff handing the ball off and Lamar Jackson potentially keeping some. So I think everything's just been going right. So I think he's a sell high, but he's still an RB2, low-end RB2 and half PPR just because – I do think the touchdowns will be there. But when he doesn't score a touchdown, like you said, with that last Browns game, you could be looking at 4.8 points, 48 yards, 12 carries, doesn't really matter.
1: Speaking of, last week we did the giveaways for Gus Edwards and some guy named Game Davis on the uh, wide receiver ranking show. Uh, The five closest projected – Points in the comments. Uh, we're going to send you emails. Uh, I'll send five. Hayden will send five. And so be in the lookout in your email, an email from us, and we're just going to ask for your address. And then boom, you'll get a hat. One of these. That's okay. Right. James Cook is not next. Alexander Madison is next. This is against the New Orleans Saints. Um, five straight games for Alexander Madison with fewer than 50 yards on the ground. Obviously, we don't expect him to split it anymore. However, he did. Uh, supplement last week's yardage output thanks to two catches for 49 yards and obviously his third receiving touchdown of the season Uh, zero rushing touchdowns so far for Madison.
0: they have been one of the worst uh i think they're the worst team inside the 10 yard line at rushing the football this year and facing the saints is not going to help that number so yeah no cam makers helps alexander madison but i wouldn't even be surprised if they still got like ty chandler for example back in there a little bit more so Ah, uh, you add Josh Dobbs to the mix. We saw how much of a dual threat quarterback he is, so he can be stealing some touchdowns. And right now, the Vikings are only projected for 19 points. That's below average. And then Alexander Madison's like not necessarily a big play threat. Like he got there last year or last week, but he was just wide open, like just running forward. Like he it wasn't like he created a bunch of plays out of that. So uh, just tough spot for
1: Alexander Madison. James Cook, running back 25 against the Denver Broncos. Um, the Bills, as we outlined in stats versus, stats versus film have gone back to just not using their running back. So despite right. James Cook handling 77% of the backfield touches uh, this past week and over 70% in each of the last three games, it matters less because, again, the Bills are not using their running backs. I would like to see Lenny get in the mix. You know? <laughs> I want to see a big... Hey, why don't we get Lenny and James Conner back in the same mm-hmm. week? I,
0: I would like to see it. Uh, the good news for James Cook, if there is any, the Bills obviously projected for a ton of points here. Broncos have been better against the run recently. That makes sense to me, but they are still allowing the most fantasy points to running backs. Obviously that dolphins game will go
1: down history books. So yeah, he just doesn't get the rock enough, you know, Jerome Ford at the Baltimore Ravens um, handled a season high 25 touches. I've seen a bunch of comments and rightfully so pointing out that James Ford is basically a um, big play hunter. At this point, okay. like almost a lesser version of Kenneth Walker in a way, okay. where like on a efficiency per snap basis, he's just getting shut down all the time. I mean, twenty nine percent of his carries have failed to gain yardage. That's ahead of only Cam Akers. Um, so, like, if he doesn't get a long rushing score, then there might be some issues here for Mister Ford.
0: And since the buy Cream Hunt five to zero on inside the five yard line opportunities, so can he get a big play against? The Ravens, that's going to be tough for me. So typically he's more of an RB2, but this week the team total is outrageous. The Browns are only projected for 15 and three quarters points. That is only ahead of the famous New York Giants right now. So they run a lot of plays, but it's going to be harder to run a lot of plays against Baltimore and the Raiders and the Panthers and the Bears and all these teams are projected for more points than the Browns this week.
1: Brian Robinson at the Seattle Seahawks Um, Seahawks defense carved up last week, just as everyone was calling them a top five unit in the NFL.
0: Right. Um, I'm not sure how sticky that is. I think it's a big difference between Baltimore and Brian Robinson Um, only projected for 19 and a half points for B Rob commanders second in neutral pass rate this month. So it's just a tough spot for him. He's been super touchdown or bust right now. Um, RB36 usage this month. So things just like completely gone away from him just because like it's better for Sam Howell's development to see what he's got. And quite frankly, Sam Howell is just a better player than
1: Brian Robinson. I said it was Bijan Robinson week. You smirked that it's Tyler Algier week. And that's why he's your running back 28. We are in the touchdown or bus conversation at this point moving forward, really. He is running back 29 in consensus rankings. Okay. Speaking of running back 29. Here, you have Devlin Singletary. He owned the backfield last week with Damian Pierce not playing. Damian Pierce was already not practicing this week ahead of this game. Uh, it should be an easier matchup since they are not facing Vita Vea up the middle of the field.
0: That is the hope here. The Texans inside the five-yard line has, have been awful um, because their offensive line has been a joke. I hope that they just let Stroud cook here. But Devlin Singletary had 11, expected half people points last week. We shouldn't expect Devin Singletary to live up to expectations, certainly. But the guys behind him, it's Mike Boone and Darius Ugunbola, who might be a better kicker than running back at this point. So yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's Devin Singletary by default, but please just throw the ball.
1: Which they might. We saw in quarters two through four, first down runs, they just abandoned, which is and how did it work out. Yeah, three touchdowns <laughs> on first and ten at the very least. I think mm. maybe four touchdowns. Tier five will open with five running backs because we already talked about a number of these guys. And I specifically want to key in on one of these backfields. It's Jalen Warren, Khalil Herbert, Zach Moss, Kareem Hunt, and Deontay Foreman. That backfield I want to talk about is the Chicago Bears backfield. Because again, Justin Herbert, not Justin Herbert, Khalil Herbert is off of IR. He is probably back in our lives. Um, When he left, um, he had 78% of the backfield touches in his last full game that he played. That went for 76 yards and 10 touches. Uh, the next game that he only played about a half in. But since then, Deontay Foreman is on the backfield. So how do you expect this one to play out?
0: No idea. I'm going to be reading the uh, <laughs> pregame news to see what's going to happen here. I will say somebody's going to be inactive. Is it going to be Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson? Or is it just going to be Darrington Evans and Travis Homer? And then they're going to have to figure out special teams. I'm not sure what it's going to be. They have a short week to figure it out. Herbert is eligible to play was a full participant. He was the starter. He's the younger player. He's the guy under contract for multiple seasons. So I'm guessing that they want to get Khalil Herbert going. He also was really good when he was out there, but so has been Deontay Foreman. So we shall see. Uh, turns out we were right. Justin Fields, not going to play. The thumb is important for NFL quarterbacks. Last time we checked, uh, I will say this is probably going to be a three back rotation to me. You're going to have two early down guys, Roshan Johnson playing in, in passing situations. We're going to be flipping coins at whose drive actually gets down to the red area for that touchdown. And I'm not sure how many touchdowns we should expect with Tyson Bajan, except your Panthers are a joke. at stopping the run.
1: And the bears are favored by three and a half points in this game. No Brian Burns Ooh. on the opposite end,
0: man. Do you have a, do you have a lean between Khalil and Deonta? Probably Khalil, right? you t- If he he was a full participant, he was. So a lean is no I think no. Yeah, I think yeah, no. Roshan.
1: I, I, I think that is my only lean here. Okay, fair enough. Um, we'll close it out with Tajay Spears as your running back thirty-five, then AJ Dillon, who I actually think has run like a little bit better in his minimal touches over the last few weeks okay. as your running back thirty-six. Ezekiel Elliott, Miles Sanders. We'll stop there because there's last two names I actually want to dive into a little bit. Anything you want to say about the Spears, Dylan, Elliot, Sanders territory here? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I really don't. Okay. okay. Don't. Then we'll close it out with your running back 39 and Zach Charbonnet. Uh-huh. And then running back 40, everyone's favorite football player, Keaton Mitchell. What expectations do you have for Keaton Mitchell, having him all the way down as running back 40, Hayden?
0: be justice Hill, the better. And that's not the best role, you know, like I hope he's good. I thought he was good in college. I I, I gave him a fourth round grade in my, yeah. you know, if you want to read my running back rankings, I thought he was good. I just don't see these guys being very fantasy relevant very often.
1: You, you know, people are going to get antsy and want to start him after spending the number one waiver pickup on him. Um, I think you could, I think you just have to understand that, Hey, you might get 10 touches out of it. However, he is super explosive. And this is a great offense. And so other weeks, it'll be easier for explosive plays to happen. This is the Cleveland Browns defense, which right. is very good. I mean, the Ravens, though, like Tyler Linderbaum's playing awesome. John Simpson, since leaving the Raiders, is playing great. Ronnie Stanley's playing great at left tackle. So, like, they can create movement. And you really just need, like, one explosive play from Keaton Mitchell. And it helps, again, when explosive players are on great offenses, as we have seen right. in Miami Dolphins. But, this isn't as simple to me of oh, he had huge numbers last week. And so that means he can create big runs every single every single week or score touchdowns on top of it. Because as we have outlined, Gus Edwards or Lamar Jackson own the carries inside the 10 yard line on this team.
0: They won thirty seven to three and he got nine carries. Thirty-seven to three. He has, he has nine carries in his NFL career. Get...
1: Too, I don't want us to come off as big haters because we actually like Keaton Mitchell on this he channel. You might get four touches. I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to put it in perspective. Right. We might be wrong, but I doubt it in this case for this week. For I think he's week. good. I just don't think the
0: Ravens will use him.
1: I fine. think the best case outcome of this is Gus Edwards leads the backfield in touches, Keaton Mitchell sees the second most work, and Justice Ho gets like two touches. That's, because, what, that's what I would do. Yeah, right. And for the rest of the season, that would set us up for some, I think, promising Keaton Mitchell weeks, if that makes sense. We'd have a chance. We would have a chance. Okay. I just wanted to spend some time on that. He's like Ty J Spears to me. Who's great. Yeah.
0: But like, do you want to start him? If you're starting TyJ Spears, your team is effed.
1: He's like, like Jaleel McLaughlin, you know?
0: Yeah. It, it, this is Jaleel McLaughlin all over again. We But like on him a good guys. team.
1: Sure. But on a good team, Jaleel McLaughlin is a sure. good player.
0: Sure. They're both free you.
1: agents, you know, yeah. the links of these two guys. I know. It's great. Okay. Like that does it. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow with quarterback tight end rankings. It has never been better to play tight ends in your league. Yes. <laughs> look, you might even look to flex one if you need to. So be on the lookout for our tight end rankings here tomorrow. Uh, and then Friday, we'll come back with our wide receiver rankings on top of that. All right. For producer Weaves, for Hayden, I'm Josh. Up the bill. We'll talk to you all soon.